Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, podcast for your ears. Season two, Dose Ears. You know who I am. And my name is KJ, and it has been a big week. Emmy the Terrier plays dead, and I got a headache. And it's raining so much at Jason's house, it's raining outdoors and indoors. And speaking of rain, up next, Kevin Stanfield joins us to continue his reign as the king of movie reviewers who don't actually see the movies. And he'll give an Oscar prediction. Last year, Kevin went one for one and picked the best picture out of the nominees. Will he continue to be perfect this year? I think so. Then we have some real thoughts. Or something. For some reason, or something seems familiar to me. I can't quite place it. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and the debut of our very first feedback friend. And despite what you hear later on this program, use hashtag SOT for your feedback, folks. Okay, all that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those Things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Hey, what's up this week? Well, good is up. I mean, I, I think it's good is up. I don't know. It's really cold here. We have a wind How chill advisory. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's about it's. Actually, by Minnesota standards, it's probably not that cold. It's 8 degrees. But we have a wind chill advisory and a winter weather advisory. And as I look out my window, the wind is whipping. The snow is whipping all around. It's snowing. I don't know. Maybe it's not good. Maybe good's not up. I don't know. Snow's not bad. I like snow. The snow is fine, except I just had the plow guy out here yesterday and paid him. And we like to be smart about that and not call him every day. Was it Mr. Plow? Mr. Plow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kevin Plow. Actually, I don't even think that's his name. <laughs> I don't even think his name is Kevin. I don't know his name. We just Plow Guy in the phone. Fo- in the phone, he's Plow Guy. <laughs> <laughs> plow Guy? Yeah. Really? Like my, my hairdresser in my phone is Susie Haircut. That's how I remember who she is. That's... You're Jason Fuse. That's the way to do it. What, Susie Haircut or Jason Fuse? Susie Haircut. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Haircut's not her last name, but you know what? It works for me. Oh, what if it was? That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. NQE. Yeah. I so think. it's not Mr. Plow and it's not the Plow King. So. No. You just, you just have no regard for the Simpsons whatsoever when it comes to Plow related matters. No. Okay. Uh-huh. That's good enough. Paul Plow is his name to me. That's what I think. Like the alliteration there. Yeah, I think I'll change it in my phone to Paul Plow from Plow Guy. Well, that's Mr. Paul Plow. To me, anyway, yeah. To you, as not his friend, because you don't even know his last name. (laughs) I'm sure we do, because we write him a check every time he comes out, which just doesn't say Plow Guy or Paul Plow. (laughs) The Hall of Famer deals with Plow Guy. Oh, okay. For the most part. I I think I had to text him once. I had to call somebody this week about a leak in my roof because, you know, you remember oh, great. the escapades with the wall? I do. 
I that do. same wall oh, two weeks no. after they had finished painting it and everything's done and back together. I look up at the ceiling and there's a water spot forming on the ceiling on that same wall and starting to run down that wall. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was just like, I just give up. I quit. So is this... I cannot care about this anymore. Okay. So first of all, we, we, we know that this is related. We can at least surmise that this is related to the job that the guys just did. Um, I don't think so. So you think this is coincidence? This is like the furnace guy coming out, tinkering with my furnace, and three weeks later it breaks. Yes. What, what happened five years ago or so, roughly four or five years ago, is we had a roof leak in that one spot, and there was water, sheets of water cascading down the wall, in the middle of this wall. And so oh we fixed gosh. the roof. We painted that, we repainted that wall. Repainted the whole room, actually, but fixed the roof. Took them five times coming out to fix the roof. The fifth time they finally got it. It's you know what the they chimney, say? So it's tricky. Fifth time's a charm. Yeah, fifth time. And I thought it was the ninth time is the charm. I I haven't heard that one. Okay. Um. So when they came out the fifth time, they got it fixed. So we're like, hey, we painted the inside wall, and that was when that was what you know four or five years ago, something like that. I lose track of time as I get older. And then Me too. you know, last year we had the same wall. Different issue, different place it was leaking inside the wall. So I had to completely, you know, tear out the entire wall, rebuild it. Then immediately after we get that done, the same spot on the roof is leaking again. Because I can go up in the attic and see where it's coming in from the roof. So, Yeah, there's something <sighs> wrong with that spot. I'm, I'm, no, oh, yeah. um, I'm no roof worker woman, but there's something wrong there. <laughs> you know Mr. Roof or Mrs. Roof. Yes, I'm not. I'm not Rhonda Roof. Yeah. So we had Brent Roof come look at it. Um, uh, yesterday he was going to see what he can do to fix it. He said, I don't see anything obvious that's wrong, but I'll take it back to some of my guys and let them look at it. I was like, cool. So they're working on it at least. I got a bucket in the attic catching water because it is never, ever, ever going to stop raining here. Oh, so you have rain and we have snow. It is every day it's rained and every day it's rained a considerable amount. It's like my backyard is flooded. Oh, no. In the past six months, I've never seen as much rain in one six-month time period in any place I've ever lived. It's ridiculous. I, I'm just like, our climate is screwed up. Yeah, it is, it is like that, isn't it? It's yes, almost it like is. our climate's changing. Yeah. Uh, so you're not used to that much rain in Atlanta? Oh, no. We had a drought, like severe drought, where you, know, you couldn't use water. You had to ration your water. Um, and you couldn't use any like water to water your yard or wash the cars or anything like that. And they were trying to get people to, you know, hey, you know, use as little wa- water as possible when you're cooking or washing dishes mm-hmm. or washing clothes or, you know, taking a bath, taking a shower. So it, it was pretty bad. It was like they were coming out and saying, you know, the levels in the reservoirs and stuff around here were so severe that so low it was getting to the point of where they were almost going to have to come out and say, okay, we're going to have to turn your water off for like, you know, a few hours every day. So that kind of situation. So that kind of situation, I think, happens every year in Arizona, doesn't it? I have no idea. I've never lived in Arizona. Yeah, I think I think so. And they don't, mm. you know, that's why they're well, except for their golf courses are pristine green. <laughs> yeah, it's who pays the most money. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you're getting a lot of rain. We're getting actually. I can't complain about the snow. We are getting way less snow than we normally do. I would love it for it. To, I'd love for it to snow here a little bit. I'm happy That'd it be snowed because I haven't been able to snowshoe, and now I can snowshoe. But I'm not happy that 
we screwed up with Plow Guy. I mean, Paul Plow. Mr. Paul Plow. Mr. Paul Plow. Uh, but I had a big week here because Emmy learned a new trick. So it's pretty exciting over here. <laughs> okay. She did. She learned how... So she used to... What, Wrigley was the trick guy, the trick dog. He knew mm-hmm. every trick, and he was very easily trained. And I finally decided to video Wrigley with tricks. I don't know if you remember seeing, though I tweeted them out, yeah, some of his tricks. Yeah. Well, in the background, Miss Emmy was learning these tricks and watching. She knew how to do them, but she would never do them. Wrigley would steal this, you know, steal the attention. Well, now she's doing all these tricks, but the one trick she wouldn't do is bang, where I, you know, make a little, make a little gunshot with my fingers and the dog mm-hmm. rolls over. She did bang this week, just out of the blue, after a little bit of enticing. So it's very exciting around here. Maybe I'll take a video for you. I'm sure okay. you you are you know on pins and needles for this bang video. Yes, <laughs> the bang video. Do you mean like play dead? Is that what you mean? Yes, play dead. But we call right. it bang because play okay. dead is two words, and I like to be pretty succinct with my tricks and my. Well, I mean that's a. I think that's a pretty. Most dog trainers will tell you try to make everything one. Yes, word. yes. So anyway, Emmy can bang. Okay. <laughs> and the only other thing that happened actually this week, actually this goes back to Christmas. So my brother had a pair of reading glasses. And some people call them cheaters. They're the drugstore reading glasses. Do you have any of these yet? Uh, yeah, I had to get them a couple years ago, a few years ago, when my vision started getting all funky because yeah. of whatever's right. neurologically was going on with me. But you um, don't use them on a regular basis. No, I use them maybe once every six months now when my vision starts to get so blurry that okay. I can't even, you know, it starts giving me headaches. But they're not prescription. They're you bought them at oh, no. a drugstore. Okay, yeah. so he had them, and he was showing them. You know, because both my my brother and my brother is a couple years older than me, and we know that I'm past the age of forty now. And my dad, my dad had to get cheaters at forty, so we knew this was coming. My mom's had glasses since she was three years old. My brother and I never needed glasses, but. Yeah. We knew this was coming. So my brother says, I've got cheaters that I'm using, try them. So I used them with my cell phone, and it was like, wow, this is awesome. I can see way better. It makes it giant. It, it makes, makes it, it like, giant, yes. It's like, you know, you're looking at an iPad. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I do need these. Because what I was experiencing was fatigue, what I would call eye fatigue. Not necessarily yes. that I couldn't read, but after a while, it would, I'd get really tired, and I, mm-hmm. my eyes would feel like, my eyes would feel dizzy, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, you're working your eyes too much. Working my uh, eyes, so eye fatigue. Over time, to get all those, you know, things that used to be easy to read. Yeah, yeah. But now, because you're getting older, kind of look a little fuzzy on the edges. That's right. And so I came home, and, and this past week, I finally decided I'm going to go buy some cheaters. So I got the lowest magnification. I think 1.25 is the lowest they sell. So I got those. Uh, that's Yeah, I think, I think I've seen ones. But yeah, 1.25 is pretty easy. Okay, so I never, I looked for ones, I didn't see any ones. So mm-hmm. 1.25 was the lowest. And they give you a little chart that says, if you can't read this line, go for this magnification. If it's hard to read this line, go for this magnification. Well, the yeah. 1.25, the lowest one, I could read easily. 
So I thought, well, maybe this isn't my problem, but I'll get it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I can read them without the glasses. It's yes. the fact that my vision is constantly has halos and everything is bl- is like double vision blurried. Well, yeah, that's a different. You're talking about a different problem than I'm talking right, about. Right, but the glasses yeah. those those gla- those same glasses do help now and then if I because of the same issue that you're having, which is the eye strain and fatigue of your eyes overworking in order to compensate over. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can do it, but it's just after a while, you know, your eyes get tired. And same thing for me. So that's why it helps with my problem too. Well, the prob- problem for me is that it helped, but I only used him for an hour and got a severe headache. Oh, that's not good. So I quit using them. And that's the long story short is I got a headache this week. It's a big week around here. Emmy learned a new trick and I got a bad headache. But <laughs> I am going to see the eye doctor next week. So, you know, I can. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the appropriate thing to do. Right there. Yeah, I decided it's time. It's probably been about honestly eight years since i've been oh yeah that's way too long. in a checkup for the eye which is stupid of me um so i'm doing that and then i can you know let you know next week mystery uh i can fill you in on the mystery on whether i actually need glasses a, or it's cheaters a cliffhanger it's a cliffhanger yeah. yeah 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 i i i think it's, it's when you were looking at through the reading glasses, were you doing other things like looking up and looking around the room, or were you constantly focused on what was, you know, a foot to two feet in front of you? No, doing other things, but the problem is yeah, that that's the problem. Other things are blurry, so you, I put the glasses on my head every time I looked away from what I was reading. I wasn't right. trying to struggle through the glasses to see the TV, for instance, that was blurry with the glasses on. Right, but that constant adjustment, your eyes are making adjustments every time you change. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I found the best thing for me was to get the progressive ones. They're like $10 more expensive per pair, like at the drugstore, you know, grocery store. Mm -hmm. But they have the three levels where they have the three different things so that when you get whatever, you get whatever you need for right in front of you, but it also has two other levels so that like when you look up across the room, and it takes maybe a day to get used to it. And you look at the top level and you can see just normal. You look at the middle and it's like half of the magnification. You look at the bottom and it's the full whatever magnification it's set to. There, it's there's, like bifocals. There's the root of my problem right there. Another, I'm too cheap for that. That's why I didn't buy those. <laughs> They're like $25. I got three cheater glasses for 15 bucks. And they uh, yeah, had and, different styles, and, and I have one. In, I know I have one in each in three different rooms where I might read, and I was all prepared. And how I much got is a it going to cost you to go to the doctor? A lot more than twenty five dollars. No, because which is honestly the right thing to do. But no, because we found out that um, because because the Hall of Famer has multiple surgeries this this year, um, we changed our insurance from high deductible to high uh, from highest deductible to higher deductible. And mm-hmm. I exam when I the eye exam is free. It's considered part of preventative care. Oh, good. So that's good. And then we'll see from there if the I the exam is free. Anything the, that that's they right. recommend that's is right. not going to be free. Yeah. So then I'll then I'll if I once I know what I need, I'm fine paying for it. Yeah. But if I'm gonna my 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 idea was well, I don't know if I need those more expensive glasses, so I'm going to start with the cheap ones, the ones that my brother had that seemed to work for me. Yeah, I got one of each, and immediately, as soon as I started using the ones, they're, they're, when you buy them, you, you can get an actual prescription set of glasses like this that are called progressives. I don't know yes. what they're called in the reading glasses. I think they might also be called progressives. But when I went to those, I never went back to those. Is Flow their 
spokesperson too? Because I haven't seen that. Mm, not that I know of. Okay. Well, we'll see. I don't know what they're gonna get. What they're gonna say? Maybe they'll say your eyes are fine. Stop messing with those cheaters. Stop well, looking at your phone or the or reading so much. Maybe. <laughs> I doubt. They're it. gonna say stop looking at screen so much. Sure, they are. Yep. And then I'll, maybe I can make an adjustment on adjustment on my screen for blue light or something, yeah. which I haven't um, done. Was when it was kind of blurry. Was it when you were drinking a lot of bourbon? <laughs> is that is that we had? Do we have a correlation here that we hadn't thought about yet? That might be. You might have solved the whole mystery. I can cancel mystery my. Solved. I can cancel Problem my solved. eye appointment. Yeah. that'll be five hundred dollar consultant. <laughs> and the other thing is that when I took the glasses off, though, after a while, then my reading was worse. And I thought these glasses yeah. are making me worse because they were making it easier on my eyes. So as soon as well, I yeah, took them off, they were helping your yes. eyes. What? But what? It it also takes a while to adjust to. It takes. It's going to take a while for your eyes to adjust to being aided that way. If that makes sense, because it it's not. It's sense, not. Because yes. they're just guessing at one point two five. They're not going to be exact they're, like a prescription sure. would be. Sure. So your eyes may have to be having to adjust less. So it's like, oh, this is better now. But when you when you stopped, it's like, oh, now my head hurts. And you're going to have that headache a couple of times, and then you won't have a problem again. But honestly, like you said, the eye doctor is absolutely the way to go. Yeah, I'm well overdue for the eye doctor. So it'll be good for me to get there. Yeah, eight years is a long time. I yeah. went for like 20 years, you know, since I was got, you know, left my parents' insurance, went to college. Because I never had any problem with my eyes at all. I had, you know, great vision. And only time, the first time I went to the eye doctor in 20 years is when I went, you know, a couple of years ago. Because the neurologist said, you need to go to see this. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely needed to go. Yeah. And, well, I mean, it's not like they figured out what the problem is. The problem is in my brain somewhere, and they still are like, well, you know, when you die, we'll do an autopsy, and we'll find out what it is. Well, hopefully someday they'll figure it out. They, I don't think they're working on it anymore, because it's just, it is what it is, and I've adjusted to it. You've adjusted to it, or you're not having the same type of symptoms, or as severe symptoms. It's... Pretty close. I'm just adjusting to it. Yeah. It gets worse the more I do every day. Like if I, it's better in the morning. It's better like middle of the day. It's kind of bad when I get up in the morning and it's kind of bad later in the day, night when I've been, you know, doing stuff all day. But it's, I don't know. My aunt has the same thing that oh. she's had for 15 years that I found out, you know, only after I was telling my parents about it. They're like, oh, yeah, your aunt has the exact, similar, very similar. Talk to her. And I talked to her. And she said, like, the exact same things that I'm experiencing. And she's been to tons of specialists. And they're like, uh, we, it's some neurological thing. We don't know. So it's familial. Or maybe. It may be hereditary yeah. some, to some extent, yeah. Brains are weird things. Brains are weird things. Brains are fascinating things. Yeah. yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. Brains where are would awesome. we be today without brains? It's <laughs> a great question. Well, we might be in the place we're in now in our country. Yeah, but, that's true. <laughs> I mean, speaking on a more national scale. I uh, um, So I felt old this week just knowing that I probably do need some sort of help with my eyes. You know, that, you know, when you turn 40, everybody says things go downhill from 40. Oh, it does. But I also already f- feel old because I watched CBS Sunday this morning. <laughs> Every Sunday. Oh, you are old. Oh, yes. That, and you can tell that, that who that, the audience is for that show with the commercials that they show. Yes. Um, but they, they Was there ran. there a lot of Depends commercials? There are some Depends commercials, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, you, you're familiar with who Mo Rocca is? 
Yes. So he he has a new um, podcast out called Mobituaries, and they were mm-hmm. talking about it. He was plugging it on the, on his show, and they were all, they also just did a story about podcasts and how everybody and their mother has podcasts. Case in point, here we are. Uh, but but he was telling on your mom has a podcast. Not my mom, your mother. My mom does not know what a podcast is. Well, do are you sure about that? Yes. Okay. So he was explaining how to get to a pot. He was explaining how to get to your phone and get a podcast. And they were showing it step by step, magnifying. Push the podcast icon app on your phone. Click search. Type in mobituaries. Press play. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't. Press zero on your phone and yell represent <laughs> no. until somebody answered you? No, but I realized that, yeah, this is really, I am just old and this is geared toward old people. And then the, the, they did a poll of how many people listen to podcasts and 30% said never. And I'm like, yeah, most people have listened to a podcast. These older people have not. Yeah, not in the 65 and older bracket. Exactly. 30% is probably kind of low for that bracket. Yes. So anyway, I'm old. That's all I have. I'm old. Yeah, welcome to the club. And you can teach an old dog new tricks, so there you go. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call you a dog. That seems <laughs> kind of rude. Bang! Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. We do have a guest. Welcome back to the pod, Kevin Stanfield. Yes. You know, see, you guys have been avoiding me. I've been looking for you, but you can't <laughs> stay away from me forever. That's okay. right. I caught you. How's everybody doing? It, everything's going well here. Well, I was telling Jason earlier, actually, we're in a sort of a blizzard warning, but I'm dealing. <laughs> oh, well, we have a heat wave in the D.C. area today. It's like 61 degrees. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. But this is going to last, but in four hours, it's supposed to be below freezing. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Wow. We'll see. It's, that it's sounds kind like of dark and gloomy. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. There's um, a lot of crazy things going on in this area. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, could Kevin, do you related, yeah. mm-hmm. It could all be related. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you have any movies you haven't seen lately that you don't want to talk about? Well, yeah, I want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, I want to talk about a movie I haven't seen. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I haven't seen it. And also, I want to talk about the uh, Oscar nominations that came okay, out. Okay, good. Oh, I was yes. I was hoping you were going to go there. Good. <laughs> okay, good because you know we got a we're, we're one for one with uh, with Oscar picks, right? That's so, right. Uh, the movie, <laughs> the movie. I'm sure you heard of it. It's called Glass. Starring, I have heard of uh, uh-huh. Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Bruce Willis, and uh, James McAvoy. Now, let me ask you something. Bruce Willis, do you, do, are you guys old enough to remember the first time you saw Bruce Willis do anything? Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, my first experience was a TV show, um, and I forget the name, but it was a... Um, Moonlight? It was a... Moonlighting, right. It was sort of like a romantic comedy between yes. uh, yeah. Simple Shepard yep. and uh, Bruce Willis. It was the funny guy, the one-liners. He was very quick. And that's why I really, I said, really, I really like this guy, right? He was fresh, you know, new, breath of fresh air. But now he's just, just a grumpy old man. <laughs> whenever you see Bruce Willis, it looks like he's mad about something. Yes. Yes. 
and I honestly, for the life of me, I can't figure out what he's mad at because he's a, he's getting paid to make bad movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he should be the happiest man in the world. But, yeah, but, you but should. He's, yeah, but he always has this cowl on his face, right? So anyway, I digress. Anyway, the movie is called Glass. And it's from uh, M. Night Shyamalan, with which uh, he's done a couple, you know, the um, the success was M. Night mm-hmm. Shyamalan and Bruce Willis, right? And he was, yep. you, you didn't smile at him doing that. But, but it actually turns out that I was very surprised that this was like a, a threequel. Is that what you call the sequel to a sequel? A threequel? That's what I call threequel. it now, anyway. Yep. Right. And the original movie was called Unbreakable. And Bruce Willis was the star of that. Are you familiar with that movie? Oh, definitely. Right, right. I'm well, familiar with know. the title. Oh, okay. Well, let me give you a brief rundown. Bruce Willis was unbreakable. That's that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's basically all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there in last movie, and uh, it turns out that Bruce Willis was a was a superhero and didn't know it until he was in this train crash and everybody died except for him and he didn't have a scratch on him. And he was told this by Samuel L. Jackson, who had this strange uh, bone disorder that his bones were, were brittle. In terms of when he was born, every bone in his body broke, right? So it turns out that he was crazy. He felt like he was a supervillain, and he needed to find the superhero who was the opposite of him. And if he figured if he was brittle like glass, and there was another guy who was unbreakable. So what he would do is he'd just go to big places and kill everybody, hoping he'd find somebody who didn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's the movie. You've seen it. Save your time. Okay, and, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're quite welcome. And James McAvoy, who I'm unfamiliar with, but he plays, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, new X-Men series, he plays Professor X. And he turns out that he was the star of a movie called uh, Split. It came out a couple of years ago about a guy who had um, 24 different personalities. Oh, I remember that. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All yeah. Were, yeah. The funny thing about it, he had 24 different personalities, but none of them could act. That was, that was the strange part about it, right? Yeah, he played, uh, see, I got a couple of characters here. He played Patricia, Dennis, Hedwig, Barry, Heinrich, Jade, Ian, Mary, uh, Reynolds, Norma, Jalen, Kat, BT, Kevin, Wendell, Crumb, or was it Wendell Crumb? Or Kevin Wendell Crumb, I don't know. This is uh, Pritchard. And The Beast. I left out a couple for time's sake. We only got 20 minutes. <laughs> but, uh, but The Beast is the most important one because the Beast, Mr. Glass, and Bruce Willis's character, who I forget his name, are all in the same asylum together because mm. nobody believes Bruce Willis when he says he's a superhero. Uh, Mr. Glass just doesn't talk, and, and James McAvoy got 24 different personalities. So what happens is James McAvoy, the Beast, and, and the other 23 people, and Mr. Glass, Samuel L. Jackson, who steals money, by the way, because he doesn't talk to him. Now, if you're an actor and you don't talk, should you still get paid for just being there on the screen? <laughs> it's, I, don't, I don't think that's fair. I don't it's think a reduced that's right, rate. I watched, oh, yeah, yeah, because I watched Will Smith and I Am Legend, and although there was, he, you know, he was the last human on Earth, allegedly, but he was talking to the dog, at least, so he didn't have to get <laughs> a screen with anybody but the dog, but he was talking, so he should get paid. But if you're just sitting in a catatonic state, and just sitting there, you shouldn't get paid. Anybody could do that. Remind me about that because I got to talk about that during the Oscars. Anyway, so <laughs> Mr. Mr. Glass hooks up with the Beast and convinces him that he's like being underutilized in an insane asylum. He says you do more as a bad guy out in the world wreaking havoc because that's what bad guys do. And 
So they do that. They escape from the insane asylum, and it's up to Bruce Willis, Mr. Unbreakable, to stop them. And he tries to convince the people in the insane asylum, hey, this guy's the beast, and this guy's Mr. Glass. They're going to take over the world. I got to stop him. And they tell him, yeah, that's why we got you in the insane asylum, right? So anyway, he breaks out as, as Mr. Unbreakable, and, and there you have the conflict. So I'm looking forward to seeing that eventually, maybe, but I probably will. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tell well, me how I, you like it when you see it. <laughs> well, I'm for one, I had no interest in seeing that, and now I'm thinking I don't uh-huh. need to after your review. I mean, I think you've oh, sum- okay. summated it perfectly for me. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm glad you said that because, you know, being a world renowned <laughs> movie critic, I actually yes. do see some movies. But, <laughs> but it seems to me that the people who see the movies are actually wasting their talents and definitely wasting our time because I pulled a review of this movie because um, I wanted to see what the people who actually had to see it to make an opinion. I want to see what they were saying. Listen to this review. Hollywood and its superhero franchises are all but coextensive, and Shyamalan's confrontation with the ubiquity, popularity, and dominance of superheroes gives Glass a second-level urgency. What in God's name does that mean? <laughs> what? what is that? Yeah, really, what does that mean? Yeah, I kept does waiting like for it? more. Not like it? <laughs> yeah, what is it? It's yeah. like they... They just flipped through the dictionary and picked words out and threw them together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, yeah how do I choose to go see it after reading this? But I think yeah. I made the best choice in this one. Yeah, don't, don't waste your time with movie reviews when they just listen to your show and get it, get it all right here to get more oh, yeah. information right here. <laughs> right. Yeah, your review was right. 10 times be- as good as that one, yeah. as that one sentence of the review. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, one, that review oh. sounded like something that's ha- some of the s- explanations that are coming out of your city right now. That's right. The same thing. All you got to do is change the characters, right? You know, That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's right. This is strange. But I, I am quite excited because you um, you all uh, aware that the Oscar nominations um, came out this past week. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know your listeners, they realized that we made history last year because we we picked the best picture and having never seen any of the yes, pictures that yes. were nominated. Yes. Fishman, right? <laughs> That's yes. right. The Fishman. I was quite yeah. proud of that. Yeah, you should so, be. I'm, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you guys for allowing me to break that news here. Yeah. But, um, I still now, haven't um, seen that movie, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Me either. Here's a tr- true story. I have it on my DVR to this day. have not even seen one iota of it. Not one. <laughs> yep. Probably the, uh, the ubiquity and popularity and dominance of the movie. That's what that's, I'm waiting for. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run down what the, what the nominees are for Best Picture. Um, okay. Uh, we're talking about, we got Vice, we have A mm-hmm. Star is Born, we have Roma, we have Green Book, we have The Favorite, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Clansman, and Black Panther. Hmm. I've seen one of these movies. <laughs> so, and we, my personal favorite, and I've seen this one, is Black Panther, because that was the yes. most entertaining movie I've seen in years, right? And that's what you go to mm-hmm. the movies for, to sit down to be entertained, right? Have a good time. Yep. But the one that's going to win, so that has no chance of winning for two reasons. I've seen it, and I liked it. <laughs> so that's yeah. why it has, it has no chance of winning. Yeah. The movie, my, my personal, well, I'll, I'll say that for last. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, like, my, I'm a big Queen fan. My wife's a big Queen fan. And people hated this movie. I, yeah. People I know who saw it, they just hated it. They said that the sound didn't sound right. They said that... Um, that a um, his uh, Rami Malek uh, did mm-hmm. a great job mm-hmm. as Freddie Mercury. He looked just like Freddie Mercury, and he sang a little bit. But 
you know, it's like, I don't know. You know, you just can't be. It's only one Freddie Mercury, right? You know, so everybody right. else is acting truth. like Freddie Mercury. So, yeah. but I don't know how he got to be nominated as Best Picture. I'm happy with Black Klansman and Spike Lee because I've been a big Spike Lee fan, fan over the years, and he got nominated. Didn't see that one either, so that has a chance. But the one I think is going to win is, is close. Are you familiar with the, with the Green Book movie? Uh, yes, familiar. Yes. The yes. Okay. So I call that. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy's driver. <laughs> <laughs> because of the fight. You know the fight, you'll, you'll see it. You see it. Yes. But the one that's going to win is Roma. Roma's going to win Best Picture this year. Uh, I agree. Uh, I, don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I'm definitely yes. not familiar with it. I have not seen <laughs> I have, it. I have only heard that it is supposed to be one of the best movies in years. So. That I've is a Netflix picture, I think. Oh, it is? I had never yep. heard of it until the nominations. And... And I understand that Yalitza Aparicio, the uh, the lead in it, has never acted before. She's a school teacher. Yep. Wow. Yep. How do I get a gig like that? How do, how do you just pick somebody? How, how, how does that work? You just walk yeah. down the street and say, hey, you want to be in my movie? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. It doesn't usually work like that, yeah. No. Yeah. Remember, remember in the old days when they had the legends of people in Hollywood being discovered sitting at the soda fountain and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that? You know, I don't, I don't think that works. But you, you can't trust somebody that just says, hey, you want to be in my movie? That won't work. Oh, no, <laughs> but, no, but yeah. no. Yep. Go get in my van. We're going to make a movie. No, you don't want to do that. That's right. Yep. Or, yeah. hey, you want to be a model? That kind of thing. Yeah. 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 That's what's happening here. But anyway, it works for her. It works for her. I wonder if she was surprised. <laughs> Maybe she thought she was going to be in another kind of movie. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's the front runner. <laughs> that's my front runner right there. And then okay. uh, the runner up is the favorite. Because uh-huh. I have absolutely no idea what that's about. I have it's literally never heard queen. this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, it's a, it's a, it's not, you'll hear of it because it's all, it's going to be you know, like in theaters coming, you know, uh, in theaters all over the place because you know they make that run right around movie times to get, yep. to get people to spend money to come see the movie and all that. Yep. But yeah, yep. all I know I mean, about that is it's Emma Stone is in it. That's all I know about the favorite. I didn't Emma Stone, that. wasn't she like with, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, uh, Harry Potter? Wasn't that his girlfriend? No, that's um, that's Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. Oh, okay, yeah, Stone. Watson Emma Stone that. is from <laughs> the uh the movie about uh, La La Land. She was the lead in La La Land. Oh, oh yeah, she didn't win then either, right? No, she. I think she did win for La La Land, didn't she? She did. Yeah. Did yeah. she win? La La Land was best picture that year, I believe. Well, Who Moonlight was. La La Land you know got a. Go ahead. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them, so I'm happy. <laughs> I haven't either, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Green Book. Green Book is on my list. We're going to see that this weekend, so I'll let you know if it is indeed driving Miss Davies, Daisy's driver. <laughs> okay, all right, well, we're good. That's good. We can do a recap. Seeing the movies <laughs> yeah. that we haven't seen. I like yes. that. That's another segment. There you go. So, yeah. I love it when you're all because you are my go-to reviewer who hasn't seen the movies that I'm never going to see. So that's kind of what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. So I, right. I'm always well, excited. Well, look, I appreciate your time. It's like I had a lot of stuff in me that I had to get out about these things, right? And then, and you guys give me the perfect, the perfect venue, right? It's, it's the perfect vehicle to spread my knowledge or lack thereof all over the world. <laughs> and we love it. We love it. So just to recap before you go, Roma is your pick. And so the official, the Speaking of Tangents podcast officially is now cheering for Roma to win. We got to make yes. this two for two. 
That's right. That'd Loma be 200%. Is, is your best picture. 200%. Very cool. And with uh, Gary Brown's math, it's almost perfect. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, do you have a, a, one more minute? I have to ask you this, if you have another minute or two. You mentioned sure. Queen. And I saw something on the Twitter machine a few months back about a Santana concert. And yes. from you and a phone in Santana's pocket while he was doing a, a solo. Do you 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 want to tell yeah. us the story firsthand? I, I can do that. I can do that. This is so cool. Um, mm-hmm. Big Santana fan. Big, big, huge Santana fan. I've been, you know, since I was a little, a wee lad, right? So we were, um, I was coming from a reunion of my, um, my old army outfit, and I just happened to, have a, a, a certificate for a stay at um, Las Vegas of uh, the Delano uh, Hotel. So I looked and see who was in, to see who was in town that week, and it turns out that uh, Carlos Santana was playing in that hotel, a venue called House of Blues. Um, uh-huh. So I got yeah. tickets. They were uh, um, the venue was interesting. It's like it's, all the venues in Vegas they, they aren't very big, they aren't very small either. So we we had floor seats, uh, not seats, a uh, standing room. Or on the floor, it was like a huge dance floor. So we were like two people away from the stage, right? And it's a very interesting thing in Vegas because also you're down there on the floor, they still have like bar service and people coming by. You can like order drinks while you're standing there and all that. <laughs> now, you might not know this, but I'm sort of advanced in years. So uh, the, the concert started at nine, but we got in there like 7.30 and I'm standing up waiting for the show. And we started playing, and we're close. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Maybe about 20 minutes. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, so we stand there. It was great. It was a great performance. And my wife's name is Maria. Now, if you're familiar oh, with uh, uh-huh. Carlos Santana's yep. music, yes. he has a very popular song on mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, the uh, Supernatural album called Maria Maria. And, yes. um, okay, so we're, we're like three, three, people back, three people back from the stage. And so they start playing the song, Maria, Maria. So my wife is trying to take a selfie with, with the band in the background because they're playing Maria, Maria. Uh-huh. I'm waving at Carl Santana, getting his attention and pointing down at her, saying, this is Maria. <laughs> and he catches my eye. He sees me doing that. He says, what? He mouths me, what? And I said, this is Maria. He walks over to the stage. And she doesn't see him doing this. He walks over to the edge of the stage and, and points at her. And I said, hey, somebody wants to talk to you. <laughs> and she turns around. He reaches for her phone. So security, like that, gets the phone from her, gets it, you know, unlocks it, hands it to Carlos Santana. <laughs> Just uh-huh. in the middle of the concert, in the middle of the song, Maria Maria. He takes the phone and starts taking videos and pictures of us. Let me go on a side note right here. A lot of people, when they go to concerts, they don't sit back and enjoy the concert. They're so busy taking pictures of themselves and everything. They don't, they don't mm-hmm. enjoy the show. I am with so, you on that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that, that's what my wife was doing. <laughs> so he takes, he takes the phone, takes pictures of the audience, everybody's waving. Then he takes the phone, puts it in his pocket, and proceeds to serenade her doing his solo for Maria. Right? <laughs> we're yelling, we're screaming, everybody's yelling and screaming, and... And this is just an unreal experience. Yes. Then after the solo is over, he takes the phone out of his pocket. The video is still rolling. He takes a few pictures of the band and, and takes a few pictures of the crowd and hands the phone back. Now, while the phone is in his pocket, I'm thinking, I'm getting greedy now. I'm thinking, 
well, maybe he'll <laughs> keep it, and then we'll get to go backstage and meet the band and everything, and yeah. get the phone back and all that. Yeah. So, but he did give the, I gave the phone back, so I was, that was, that was quite an experience. It took us a little while to get down from that one, right, because it was just, the, the, it was like, the, we were celebrities at that point. You know, the yeah. people offering to buy us drinks, and they wanted to touch us because we touched Carlos Santana. But it, it was it was very 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 cool. That was one of those things that happened in Vegas that doesn't have to stay in Vegas. That was, That's that was right. very cool. He was he was a great guy and and just just so personal. But we just had the time of our lives, and I'm glad you gave me a chance to share that. Because matter That's of awesome. fact, what I'll do is I'll send you the video if you want to post it or you know, link it to the podcast or whatever. You can okay. do that. You know, All right. And I'm sure Carlos won't mind. <laughs> we're we're, I'm sure we're close will. like that. <laughs> You need to see it if you hadn't seen it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And thanks for sharing. I'm as awesome as that experience was. I'm sure it does not compare to the Man of the Woods tour with Justin Timberlake when he came through. But that, you know, that's for another oh, day. Oh no! <laughs> and that's I, the end of this segment. I'm kidding. I thought it was a good parting, a good way to part. I figured Kevin would want to hang up after that anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, oh, I do. That's for sure. Man in the woods. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks Kevin. so much, okay. Kevin. Appreciate it. Hey, look, thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. We ain't no robots. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. We ain't no Yes, I have a real thought. Well, I think it might be that I just <laughs> needed to have... I have something I want to talk about. I don't know if it's a real thought. I'll give you a little backstory. You got something you want to talk about. <laughs> talk about. So, Is it a mystery to figure out? No, it isn't. But this past week, while I was flipping through the channels, on regular TV, the we talked about this once where it was like channel 11.1 and then 11.2. Point three, oh, no. and they have those older TV shows. So I oh, came no. across a game show network. I think it was called Buzzed or something like that, where they play all the old game shows. Is this another bourbon-induced thing? Nope, no bourbon here. Okay. To- Stone Cold Sober. Cheaters on my head, so you have a visual. Okay. I'm watching Card Sharks. You remember Card Sharks? Oh, yeah. One of my favorite shows was, one of my favorite game shows was Card Sharks. Yes, I remember that one. So you that remember, was like in the 80s. Yeah, I think so. I think it was late 80s, maybe even early 80s. But the game format was obviously what most people probably remember about Card Sharks is the actual cards that were on the board and you mm-hmm. had to say you drew a king and you had to say the next card is going to be lower than a king or higher than a king and whatever. Right. You had to go all the way down the line. But the format to be able to do that was you had to answer a question and you had to get it right, obviously. So they... The way they did it is they surveyed 100 people, and they ask a specific question. Mm -hmm. And they say, how many out of 100, for instance, like, we asked 100 people, how many like Oreos? Or how many like candy corn? And the first contestant guesses how many out of 100 they think. And the second contestant says, higher or lower than that number. Yeah, this is gambling. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and this is family feud. It is like family food, isn't it? This is family food for people who don't have families. Except they don't, they only guess, they don't guess number of like the top 10. They guess 
one person guesses a number and then the other person says, no, I think it's higher or lower than that. Okay. So there were three questions in a row. And I wrote them down because the Hall of Famer and I were watching and we're like, what? Mm-hmm. And I guess my question is, has our country really changed a whole lot or have we changed a lot? So here's, here are the three questions. Out of 100 women, how many said that they would trade their bodies for Farrah Fawcett's? That's number one. Do I get to guess? The, the, do you have the, do you have the, the answers? The answers are not the point here. Yes, they are. <laughs> not I mean, to you me. Ask, you ask me questions. I'm a problem solver. You ask me questions. You <laughs> got, I got to have some answers. How about how would you trade your career for Farrah Fawcett's? Is it, does it have to be bodies for Farrah Fawcett's? Okay, so I well, don't remember I mean, the answer. Some might say she had her career. Yes. Partially or mostly because of her body. So I think the answer was like Which includes 30. her face and her hair. It wasn't that high. It was 30, something like that. Okay, so that was question. Yes. 30%? Yes. I would say that's, I would have said higher than that. Second question. Out of 100 women, how many said they would rather be married to a governor than be a governor? Um, the, I would say again, lower than that. Again, the answer is not the point here. Yes, it is. And the, one of the contestants, a female, said, oh, no, I think that number is low. I don't think women want that much responsibility. This well, is what a woman said. the number would be said. high. Because you said how many women would be rather married to a governor than be a governor. So that would be. Yeah, well, she, she maybe she said high. I don't remember. But the point well, was she said, I don't think women want that much responsibility. And the answer was very high. Uh, most people wanted to be a governor. So I, I was. Yeah. But this woman thought, no, it's going to be the opposite because women mm. don't want that much responsibility. And the third question, again, these were three in a row. Out of 100 men, how many men said that they had been pinched in the behind by a woman? What kind of question is that? I Who mean, cares? It's a game show where they're. No. High low on cards. I mean, you can think of a thousand other questions. I felt like these three questions in a row were um, not necessary. And this is from the late seventies through Uh the eighties. So I'm asking you: is it is our country changed a whole lot, or hasn't it changed a whole lot? Are you are you kidding me? It's changed a whole lot in the last ten years. Yeah, well, it's still out there. Your first response was people. Farrah Fawcett had her career because of her body. You don't think that's true? I don't know. I don't. I, you don't think that that's how a hundred percent how they thought in the seventies and eighties? I know. I know. And that's, well, I mean, I'm just going. But I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying that's true. That's it what might happened. Be true, but I was, I was, I had forgotten when I was in the eighties. I was like eight years old, so I wasn't paying attention to these questions. But now that I go back and watch them, I'm like, wow, is that the way it used to be? Okay. Oh no, I don't think women want that much responsibility. Get this show off my TV. You don't understand that that is the case today? That there are a lot of woman, women like that, women who think that still? Uh, that's, what I, that's the question. Do, have we really changed all that much? We've changed in how we perceive things a lot. and I don't know many women that would say that. Most of the women I know would say, get out of here with that. I could be governor and I'd be good at it. Versus I don't think a woman wants that responsibility. Maybe not a governor, but... To say a woman doesn't want that much responsibility irks me. I think that's lame. I would extend it to not just women. There are people who don't want responsibility. 
Yes. That it's a larger percentage than you think until you really get down to it. That may be true. There are people who want to follow somebody and not lead anyone. They want all the, the credit that goes with leading people. They don't actually want, they want the authority, but not the responsibility. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that is, all that well is, and good. I mean, that's just that's that happens in life. That's there's a lot of people like that, and a lot of people won't admit that until you till they have to. And that's all well and good, but I'm thinking, why isn't the question out of a hundred men how many said that they would rather be married to a governor than be a governor? Because it was 1980, and I how many know. governors were women? I know. Well, they could card sharks could have been changing the tide. Card sharks should have, could have taken a stand. That's not what they're going out. That's not what they're setting out to do. They're setting out to make money on it and please people that are watching this show <laughs> yes, at ten o'clock on a weekday morning obviously. from their couch. While let's face it, the majority of their husbands are at work. Obviously, because the next question was how many men said that a woman pinched him into the behind. Yeah, that's we're one for one with me on that. Mol- actually, m- multiple times. So you know, whatever. Been that you've been pinched in behind by a woman? Oh yes. Yeah. Well, at a at a funeral one time, I've told this story by one of my wife's relatives. Uh, I can't. Did you tell me this story? Yes, I've told this story on the podcast before. Oh, okay. My memory is fading. Or maybe it was the bourbon speaking. There you go. Yeah. yeah no. You, you you need to understand that they were legit. Not legitimate. There were. People in positions of power in our government and industry in 1980 that were arguing, should women be able to vote? I'm not sure. Yes, I do understand it. That's why I'm highlighting these questions thinking, yep, that's the way it was. Yes. That's, I do understand it. But I'm just was surprised that that's the way. So I had a sample size of three questions and I turned the channel. I wonder how many other questions were like that. We cannot forget that things... Not that long ago, were way different than they are now. And at least people are paying attention now. I will say this. People are overly sensitive at being offended in some cases. And Nowadays, I think that, yes. I think that harms the actual huge amount of stuff out there that you, we should be rightfully offended by. But, you know, there's a, there's a line, there's a balance in there. Because there was... You can't get, like, you can't go from zero to ten offend, being offended... At everything, at everything, because there has to be some, you know, degrees of, yeah, that's, that's probably not right or that's not right, but we got other huge stuff to deal with. Let's deal with that first and then we'll, we'll come back to this. Are you talking about something specifically in nowadays, in the no, present I'm culture? Just saying, no, I'm just saying that I think we tend, I think it hurts the cause of making things right when People get offended at everything. I'm offended at the way you said that. Like you were talking to me directly. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm kidding. <laughs> I will say this, though. We, we can't forget how it was 30, 40 years ago because it's the, you know, who forgets, he who forgets history is it's doomed to repeat it. And the fact that I, there was somebody, I don't even remember who it was, but some some guy with a, you know, verified Twitter account, journalist or somebody, maybe a politician, tweeted something about how um, we've got to get these, we've got to let the furloughed workers, you know, we can't force them to work. we got to get them back, you know, getting paid again and stop this government shutdown, which is a good thing. But then they followed that up with um, a statement saying, 
We can't make these workers work for no pay because never in the history of this country had we had a time where we've had men and women, made men and women work for not be and not be paid. And I was like, um, um, uh, you didn't think that through very well because you forgot a little thing called slavery. Yes. Yeah. And I, I say that as, you know, as a to point out how ridiculous it is when I say the little thing, because. Give me a break with that. Mm-hmm. How can you, how can somebody with a brain in their head come out there and say that? How, have we forgotten that that was not that long ago in the history, in the grand picture of things? I know. It wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. And that's what I'm saying. We aren't, we also can't forget when TV shows like Card Sharks are still on. So all I'm saying is I'm watching that and I'm thinking, yeah, that's how it used to be. And it's good to not forget. Like you're saying remembering history yeah david aldridge treated um what which is uh, the basically the response to that Uh because give me a break who was the tweeter i had never heard of him before i only saw it because aldridge replied to it you know how it comes sometimes somebody you you follow um reply to something it can't it comes up Mm -hmm. and i read the tweet first and i was like whoa 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 you no that you didn't just say that. And then I read David's tweet. I was like, yeah, that's the, that's um, the response what? right there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Come on. I know. I, I, yeah, we can't forget stuff, but also I, you can't. I don't think you can get offended by a game show from 1980. I'm not offended. I'm just saying, wow, that's the way it used to be. I'm not yes, offended by it. It, it was be. early 80s. I understand that. Right. I was just saying in the context. In the lens of 2019, watching that show and listening to the questions, I'm like, wow, you know, we've been through a lot and I have it much easier than women in the 80s. I was thinking about all of that stuff. And so I thought it was kind of funny when I'm like, okay, I'm writing these down because these are interesting questions in the context of the 80s and versus the context of now. Right. So that was my real thought. That's on the low end of stuff compared to look at stuff that we were doing or not we people were doing in movies like 10 years ago in the uh-huh. you know, oh, I know i know you can't you can't get away with it now yeah that you go back and watch some of this stuff now and you're like whoa I, that was that was in the last 10 to 15 years and there is no way they could do some of that stuff now and get away with it right and and it, that's a good thing mm-hmm. yes it is i was t- i was listening to Kornheiser's show probably about around Christmas time and Mark Stern was talking about how he actually I think it was Nigel anyway was talking about how he <laughs> rewatched Holiday Inn which was interesting because you and I had talked about that movie Holiday Inn that we'd never heard of right Christmas movie and he said yeah that doesn't hold up and they wanted to know why the other co-hosts and he said there was blackface in it <laughs> yeah that no no yeah, so when I remember, like when I went back to watch Gremlins, this has nothing to do with any of that, but you don't remember, you remember, you called something your favorite, but you really don't remember everything that happened in it. So if somebody's saying, oh my God, I love Holiday Inn, did they forget about that? Or, you know, I don't, it's interesting that I sometimes forget what's in a movie that I used to love. It's difficult to go back and view art like and when i say art i'm including everything from movies to music to game shows to everything it's 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 always difficult to go back and look at stuff through a lens and a lot of not a lot of stuff holds up for many reasons yeah exactly 
So, um, you know, I, I don't want to give you the responsibility of having to watch any more game shows because I know you'd rather not have it. So maybe get your husband to do it for you. <laughs> oh, God. Did I ever talk about that story about the guy that came up and wanted me to buy asphalt? Yes. Oh, God. Don't get me started on that. We're, Where's your man? I, Let me get your man so I can talk to your man. Are you sure you don't want to pull? get your husband out here? You know, I'm sure that you, you I don't even remember what he said. I'll, you should have said, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I said something like that. I don't know. It was, don't get me started on that. That's a good spot to end. Okay. Hey, person and or people. How's it going? We really hope you're having a good day and or night and or morning and or afternoon, evening, twilight, dusk, dawn. Time is a flat circle. We hope you're enjoying listening to this too. And even if you're not, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. If you'd like to send us feedback, it's at Speak Tangents on Twitter. Or speaking of tangents podcast at gmail.com via email. We'll probably read it. If you'd like to be the feedback friend who will actually read it and let us know what we should read on the show, listen through to the credits at the end of this podcast for the information on that. Yeah, feedback friend. That's what we're going with, right? Yeah, that's come up with anything else for that okay do we have any feedback and or feedback friends this week yes thank and we do have our feedback friend and he wishes to be known only as the new sot intern so we have the new sot intern that compiled twitter feedback for us okay so once again we're not on a name basis correct with this person. So I would say they're more an acquaintance than a friend. Yeah, okay. Feedback acquaintance. It doesn't mm-hmm. flow off the tongue quite as well. So sure. anyway, thank you, new SOT intern, for, for compiling our feedback this week. Mr. or Mrs. Intern. Well, Ms. I already Sorry. I already blew it that it's a it's a male, so he oh, okay. he's a male. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> no, the first tweet is from Todd Takei at Tooth Takei. I pity the people following hashtag SOT because of a video game. They're going to hate this. <laughs> so, yes. The... Not, as much as my... <laughs> Not as much as they must hate themselves for continually still playing that game. So, are you familiar with that game? So it's called Sea of Thieves, which I yes. found out. Yeah, it's a pirate multiplayer kind of thing where you sail on a boat and you, have, you can get four people in your group and you can, you know, pirate, you can pilot the pirate ship, I guess, sail the ship. You got different tasks and stuff, and you go and find stuff out on the ocean and islands and treasure and skeletons. and It's it's a cool setup and a cool idea. There's just not nearly enough to it. Okay, so you've played so it's it. it's disappointing. Uh, no. Okay. I know of it. You know of it. I know people who have played it. So it wasn't like... I I did research this. I pushed I pressed in hashtag SOT and the things that came up were things relating to speaking of tangents podcast. But then later it came to my attention that Sea of Thieves is also SOT. Yes. Um Nobody nobody is really still majorly into that game 
that I know of. I mean, I'm sure there's a community for it and a crowd that is like playing it every day, but it's it's not like it's not like if we would have tried to ha- use the same tag as Fortnite. Right. Well, and our feedback friends said that it was easy to wade through because they were so the, the topics were so different. So Yeah. Cool. Um so in response to one of the questions from Bob Walsh's quiz last week about the four corners, we have Simeon Copeland at the Schmooze. Mm-hmm. Uh speak tangents. If you stand on the horizontal line of the cross of the four states, aren't you standing in four states? Half of your feet in each. Sorry, this may be the bourbon speaking. So Simeon has vision problems too, or something. Yeah, sure. I'll go with that. Yes, I realized this, I don't know, right after we stopped recording last week. And I texted you and I'm like, wait a minute. I've stood in all four states. It's easy to do. I realized it before I said it. While you were saying it, it, yes. Before. And oh, and he did use hashtag SOT at the very end of the tweet. I neglected to read that. Yeah, cool. I assume since it's that's what how we're getting feedback. Now. Yes, but the feedback friend also you can do it also just by typing in speak tangents in the search line and you can get it there. Mm-hmm. So he didn't always use hashtag SOT. He was he he was very sleuthy. He did a good job. He's disqualified now. I thought we were only using feedback from hashtag SOT. Well, he, those are the ones he chose. He didn't choose any that didn't use hashtag SOT. Yeah, that is true. It is his or her prerogative to do as he or she pleases. Yes. Okay, one more tweet about the quiz from Sully from Boston at Rice Twist. Oh, hey, yeah. Adadaya. Hey, at Adadaya, which is, which is Bob, Bob Walsh. Walsh. You didn't fool me on the chowder question in the Quizlet, but I did grow up as close to the state of Rhode Island and Providence plantations as I did to Boston proper. Hashtag SOT. Did I tag that right, Speak Tangents? Maybe the feedback friend can let me know. Well, I think the feedback friend let you know that you tagged it right, Sully. Um, I don't see an answer to this question, and I feel like the feedback friend should answer uh-huh. if he chooses to. Well, he didn't choose to. He chose to throw it in the feedback pile. Okay, then I'll say no, he didn't answer it. He dodged the question. So Sully got the Rhode Island right when we chose Massachusetts. Yeah, cool. Very cool. I imagine that people who live in or near Rhode Island and Massachusetts got that right or, you know, have lived there for any amount of time. And I think it was Rhode Island, the state that you stomped all over last week, wasn't it? Of course. Okay, I thought so. Did anybody come back at us for that? Not that I'm seeing on this feedback form. No, because they know it's true. Sully didn't. He said he, he grew up close to the state of Rhode Island. So. Yeah. Everybody knows. So what I said is right. The next tweet is from John Fitzpatrick at FitzJohnP. Here's some feedback on your new feedback mechanism. <laughs> this tweet of feedback should not be included in the feedback segment. Hashtag SOT, hashtag feedback friend. Feedback friend, that might, that might be all right too. I like that one. And, I, and feedback friend might not be used all that much on Twitter. Maybe less um, than SOT. I would say probably yes. So maybe we should make it, maybe we should make it feedback friend instead of hashtag SOT, hashtag feedback friend. Dealer's choice. Okay. Uh, and then Carol John Patrick at the Irish Vike responded to John Fitzpatrick and said, don't let John Fitzpatrick bring you down. I love the new feedback mechanism. It's the best feedback, the biggest feedback ever. That's what people <laughs> tell me. <laughs> 
thank you, um, Carol John Patrick. Yes. And and by the way, I I would say you, they could use hashtag not to make this more difficult for the feedback friend or acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people could use hashtag SOT. They could use hashtag feedback friend. They could use like you know hashtag um, assessment acquaintance. Yeah. Is that, the, but I'm, not to I'm make it to more difficult on the feedback friend. I mean, we don't care. They're ha- volunteering for this hashtag. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I looked at hashtag good is up and it's the same thing as SOT. There are other people that use good is up. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss. Hashtag SOT. Just because somebody from Virginia dash Tennessee dash Georgia sounds like they're from Virginia dash Tennessee dash Georgia and everyone listening can tell they're from Virginia dash Tennessee dash Georgia doesn't mean they have a southern accent. Okay, so we're clear on that. <laughs> is he referring to you? I don't think he's referring to me, no. Okay. <laughs> I take that back. The feedback friend did take a, a tweet here that did not even tag us, not even speak tangents, not even hashtag SOT. Oh, I like this initiative. I like this, you know, enthusiasm. <laughs> but earlier you said he was disqualified for not doing that. Well, I have I have warmed on the feedback friend, and now he's a feedback expert. Okay. So he gave us... he. Included a tweet here from Jen Babish at JBab Sports Chick regarding mm-hmm. Oreos and a specific type of Oreo. I enjoy that the feedback friend, um, assessment acquaintance slash evaluation expert knows to take his own initiative and to add in Oreo tweets from people that you know are friends of the show. Like, you know, yeah. social media maven Jen Babish. Yeah. So, okay, here's the... Excellent job. Here's the tweet. It's from Thursday's Child at Swoopy. Okay. And I think this was... People were wondering... We talked about the mega... St- or what was it? The big stuff? The mega stuff? What was it called? The big one. The the one we talked about last week that might have too much cream in it. I don't remember what most it was. Most stuff? Most stuff, yeah. Is that really what they called it? Yes, the most stuff. Come and on. so somebody tweeted that they really exist. Uh, yeah, yeah. They really exist. Okay. Yeah. So Thursday's child tweeted, okay, but in the 80s, we had individually wrapped Oreos the size of your hand. They were glorious. Yep. And Jen Babish said, yes, 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 yes. Five exclamation points. No one believes me when I tell them this. One exclamation point. <laughs> Why would they not believe you when you told them that? Well, it's called Oreo Big Stuff, and they were individually wrapped, and I do not... And so what it is, is it's a GIF, mm-hmm. and the GIF says, in the very bottom right corner, available in a limited area. And oh. maybe I was in the limited area, because I do not remember this. We definitely had them in Virginia when I was growing up as a kid in the 80s. Well, I don't think I had them. So in the 80s, depending on when it was in the 80s, I would have been in Oregon. Maybe it was 90s, but it was when it, and when I was in Tennessee. But it was definitely, I have seen these as a young person. Okay, I so they these. existed. Mm-hmm. When I saw the picture, I was like, I totally remember that. I bet you it wasn't all that big. If it's as big as the size of a child's hand, it's probably just as big as a, most stuff now. As an adult. No, it's like a... I, the one I remember, it's like the size of what I was saying, like the ice cream sandwich last week. Mm-hmm. It's like that size. So it's, you know, like 
um, probably four times the size of a regular Oreo, three times. Okay. Like a huge chocolate chip cookie that are individually wrapped sometimes? Yeah, like when you go to Panera and you get cookies or like, yeah. you know, Atlanta's Breads Companies mm-hmm. or Panera's. Mm-hmm. Panera's. Um, Panera's is. is yeah. Um, that's um, those. It's that size. It's like a, it's a big cookie. It's like a bakery size cookie. Okay. Well, we didn't have it where I grew up. I mean, I could be misremembering because, you know, like I said, we talked about it a while ago. You go back and see where you grew up as a kid. Yeah. And you're like, man, that hill was huge. I can't believe my yeah, parents that's let me what run I'm up and saying. down it. And yeah. then go back, you know, when I, you know, 20 years later and it's just, just like gentle slope. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it was just, you know, perception. Perception is changes over the years and it just gets stuck in your mind at one level. And you go back and you're like, man, I remember I had to walk, you know, back home from school and it was, you know, like seven miles. And you go back and it's like, you know, half a mile. <laughs> it's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yep. now if you open that package, it might be just the size of the most stuff or a mega stuff. No, it's definitely bigger than that. Okay. Well, we didn't... It's not, the, it's not the cream, like, increased. It's the circumference of the cookie. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But your hand has also grown, too, so... I had big hands when I was a kid, so... Okay. Um, <laughs> like my 12-year-old, his hands are the size of mine right now. Jen Babish, the gifter, the gifter of many cases of Oreos. Yes. At the at the last Jingle Fest, making making people eat those cherry cola Oreos. I had the mint ones. I'll just say no this: it that. took until people were um, several drinks into the night later on for the most of those to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nobody ate them when we were sober. No, that's true. <laughs> and I didn't eat any more of them. I don't. I actually don't think I even tried the cherry cola. Oh, the worst. Yeah, I don't but think it's, I did. It's like eating acid. Yes, I've <laughs> heard. Different, there's different levels and strengths of acid, but if you're eating acid, you're in trouble pretty much no matter which one you're going for. <laughs> that's true. And that's all the feedback for this week, so we want to thank our feedback friend, or yes. the new SOT intern for compiling it for us this week. Yes, feedback friend. Um, what did I say? Answer. Uh, I think you said assessment equipment. Oh, yeah, that's better. Um, Evaluation expert because Mm -hmm. he pulled in on his own initiative, uh, pulled in the Oreo tweets. So, um, yeah. So hashtag SOT. Yes. Hashtag Sea of Thieves. We'll take that too. (laughs) Hashtag feedback friend. Hashtag assessment acquaintance. Hashtag evaluation expert. Hashtag gatekeeper. Hashtag NBA. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah, do that. Uh, hashtag NFL. Hashtag Patriots versus, was it Rams? I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Hashtag. I'm still bitter about that. Both teams were robbed in the championship <laughs> games. Well, hashtag I'll say the Saints fire were the robbed. Refs. I'm not sure about the, uh, the Chiefs. Oh, come on. That, that, pass, that rough in the passer thing. I know. Give me a I know it was that. bad, but apparently the Chiefs did a pick play that was also bad. I don't know. It was more glaring to me in the Saints game. I just hate the Patriots. Yes, and they're going to win. I'm telling you, they are going to win. I hope not. Yeah, they I hope will. it's another case of last year. Because the only thing worse than, or I mean, the only thing better than the Patriots not even getting to the playoffs is then to lose painfully in the Super Bowl. Well, they looked like they were going to lose painfully in the Super Bowl, and they blew. A t- they won the, because the Falcons. They didn't win blew. last year. Well, who? 
Wait, the, the Falcons Eagles won. The Eagles beat oh, the yeah, Patriots yeah, in the yeah. Super Bowl last year. I forgot about yeah. that. I was yeah. I skipped over Atlanta. the Eagles. Atlanta, Atlanta just there's a reason why after so many years people in Atlanta don't go and don't even sell out playoff games mm-hmm. or any of the teams. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. every team sucks in the playoffs at some point. The Falcons just delayed that sucking until the very last quarter of, you know, the season in the Super Bowl. They so blew get out of a here with anybody. Point lead. Yeah. You cannot you Ugh. you can no longer defend you know, you can no longer criticize the fans in Atlanta for not supporting their teams in the playoffs. Just get out of here. It's forever. It's just no. No. Uh, not, it, it's, it's never going to stop. It, it'll take until they win. Then you can say, okay, now you got to support your team. Yeah, that's a good way to end this podcast for the day. Get out of here. Yeah. You don't have any Hall of Fame um, No, I, I, was, I was clean last week. Is that because you gave her too many drugs, <laughs> painkillers? Uh, well, there was some Vicodin in the house, yes. Okay, that helps. Yeah, that helps. Does. That helps dull the criticism. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it does. <laughs> Maybe I need to take some of that. <laughs> yeah. All right, do you have anything else? No, I don't. All right, bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Our feedback friend this week was the new SOT intern. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Uh, if you'd like to help us out for next week's show by being our feedback friend, let us know by emailing us at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. And speaking of friends, we want to again thank Kevin Stanfield for coming on with us today. You can find Kevin on Twitter, at StanfieldKevin. It's always a great pleasure to have him on. Now go, Roma! Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.